You know Rogan, crime junkie, and of course office ladies. Messing with Mormons, cold and Utah famous. But do you recall the greatest podcast of all? This is a place podcast. Podcast. Made in this great state of Utah. And if you've ever listened, listen. You would know it's hosted by Nate and Brandon. They talk about all places, places, and what makes Utah great, like fry sauce, places like raging waters, waters, lagoon, or even secret lake. Shh, shh, shh. If you're bored this Christmas Eve, we got one thing to say. Just one thing. Listen to this episode. And all your boredom goes away. It's gone! And to our fans who listen. All ten of them. Go ahead and shout with me. Yippee! This is a place podcast. Podcast. We'll go down in history. Like Rudolph. Thank you for listening to This is a Place podcast. My name is Brandon, and I'm joined by a man who, rather than watch The Mandalorian, he's going to be spending life day the right way by enjoying the Star Wars Christmas special. Nate. Oh, absolutely. Don't need to see The Mandalorian when you've got the Star Wars Christmas special. Am I right? I've heard about the Star Wars Christmas special many times, but just pulling it up on YouTube, which you can find a, a great, great quality version of it. It is something else. There's music. There's Wookiees. Well, speaking of Mandalorian, have you finished watching The Mandalorian? No. So please do not ruin it for me and for all of our fans. It took me a while to watch the first season of Mandalorian, which is okay. You know, no big deal. But everybody has been flipping out on Facebook about the Mandalorian. So I hurried and watched it this week just to make sure that I didn't get ruined with all the spoilers. So to be perfectly honest with you, Brandon, I am completely shocked that you have not finished the Mandalorian. I never would have guessed that I would finish watching it before you did. I am as equally shocked as you are. I'm not That's like the me. huge. I'm not like the hugest Star Wars fan in the world. I'm a pretty casual Star Wars fan. Oh, me too. I'm a casual Star Wars fan. I couldn't talk lingo with you as far as trivia goes when it comes to those type of movies. Because I was the one that introduced you to Life Day. You didn't but know about Day. that. Until yeah, I told you about it. Absolutely. <laughs> but now, now you're all in. Now you're now all I'm in. all in. And now I'm like mad that I finished The Mandalorian before finishing watching the holiday special of Star Wars. I well, speaking of the holidays, Christmas is coming up this week is, is a rumor. And I heard a rumor that you got a visit from Santa Claus tonight. Is that true? You know what? I did get a visit from Santa Claus. I got home from work and I pulled up and there he was in his pickup truck. Yeah, because he now drives a pickup truck. We went over this. So. Yeah, and he drove a regular black truck to my house. This was the second time my daughter saw Santa this holiday season. 
And the second time, I thought she's going to be more scared by the Santa because he's pretty scary. But <laughs> but she actually liked the Santa better because I think she knew underneath it all was actually somebody she knew that looked a lot like looked a lot like you. Are you calling me fat and jolly? Jolly, not fat. Jolly. Yeah. You've been playing Santa. I've been playing Santa. Yeah. Found an inexpensive Santa suit. Cost me a few extra bucks for the beard. Even though I have a beard and long hair, I should have just, in hindsight, spent money on hair dye (laughs) or something. Definitely when I get older and start doing it more professionally. (laughs) <laughs> I'm growing my beard out and dyeing my hair and all that good stuff. Not going with the fake. So this year was the test run. Next year, Nate or Fat Man will be <laughs> completely all in on renting himself out as Santa Claus. So book him now because the slots will sell out. Fill up quickly. But I just I was telling you earlier, I, we came home and uh, – my oldest son knew what I was doing when I left and he saw me before I left all dressed up. So, but my youngest two, I thought for sure would figure out right away that it was me and they had no idea. I said hi to him on the front porch and then snuck into my room and changed without them ever knowing it was me. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Got to work on the voice, but by next year you should have it down. What is Santa's voice? Who is the Santa to, to mimic? Because everyone now is saying, what's his name? Russell, what's his name? From the Chronicles? I think it's Kurt. Kurt. Kurt Russell. They're all saying that he is like the best Santa now. Really? I'm going to be a little bit vulnerable for a minute here and share my Santa Claus story. I was in the eighth grade, okay? When I finally realized Santa was not real. Oh, really? I was pretty old. I, um, I romanticized things a little bit. So I held on to that magic of Christmas for many, many years up until I was in stinking junior high. So much so, and my my brother, who's five years my, you know, younger brother, he was starting to doubt Santa. So what did my parents do but ask one of the neighbors to be Santa and come into her house on Christmas Eve? Okay. So... That's actually, funnily enough, what sold it for me, that Santa wasn't real. Actually seeing somebody in my house and realizing, all right, there's no Santa. But we peeked out. I heard, like, the jingle bells, and my brother and I looked out, and then there was my my scout leader. So you were 13-ish? Yep, I was 13. At what age should you inform your kids, or do you let them figure it out? Yeah, chime in. Let us know what you think. What's the appropriate age or time to tell your kids the truth? And who does the best Santa voice? And what is Santa's voice supposed to be? Does he do a deeper voice? I don't know. What should I be doing when I take this on as my professional career outside of being a Neil Diamond impersonator? Please let Nate know. Thought it would be fitting to do... Another Christmassy episode, since this will be coming out the day before Christmas Eve. So Christmas Eve Eve. Christmas Eve Eve. Actually on Festivus, right? I've had the privilege of two times attending a Christmas Eve, I guess Christmas morning, midnight mass 
at our place we're talking about today, which is the Cathedral of the Madeline in Salt Lake City. But it seems like every Christmas Eve, I'm not sure what channel it is, but they have it televised. So that's probably about the closest Man. I've been to a Christmas mass. It's just watching one on TV. But I've I never do. watched it. No? Actually. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Christmas Eve they have one of the channels. Uh, and it's fun. I think to me it's almost part of like the Christmas tradition to have that playing in the background while you're getting things prepared for Christmas morning. Because kids are usually asleep, right? And you're waiting for Santa Claus. The only night you can get him to go to sleep early and then you have to stay up late. Mm-hmm. And then you sit there and wait for your Boy Scout leader to come over to <laughs> give you the presents. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I see it on TV. But um, as far as like cathedrals go, I absolutely love cathedrals. Oh, me too. And um, any chance I have to go inside of one, I obviously take that opportunity because they're just super cool. And the last one I've been in, though it's been a few years, was down in uh, Puerto Vallarta. Walking around, we went into one there. This one, this one's cool. The cathedral is really cool. I think it gets overlooked. So it's been there since 1909, and is the only one in the U.S. that is the under the patronage of Saint Mary Magdalene. It had a couple architects work on it. The original one that did the work didn't actually see it go to fruition because he passed away before. So Carl M. Niehausen was the architect. But he passed away in 1907 and never was able to see it. But architect Bernard Macklenburg was the one who was able to finish it. Is it Mecklenburg or Mecklenburg? Mecklenburg. One thing I'm looking at right here, which is super interesting to me, is that they purchased the land for it in 1890 for $35,000, which I'm sure was a chunk of change back then. But could you imagine buying a piece of property basically downtown for 35 grand today? I don't think so. Um, you can't anything. And it cost them $344,000 to build. There's no way that you could build that today for that price. And another cool fact is that the interior of the cathedral really hasn't changed since the beginning. Well, it was originally white and green. So it did change a little bit. The interior? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, originally when it opened, the interior walls were green and the pillars were white, just like the old St. Mary Magdalene Church where they used to congregate before the cathedral was finished. But then they did a lot of refurbishments, renovations over the years, and now we have what what it looks like now, and it is it's quite pretty. Got the nice vaulted ceilings, really cool murals. My favorite part about these cathedrals and these big gothic-themed buildings is the acoustics in them are so cool. It sounds so good. So 
like they do children's choir here. Mm-hmm. They have a pretty extensive program from like preschool through eighth grade. Right. That these children can participate in. And usually around Christmas time, they do a lot of concerts and you can right. go in and, and see them. And they just got some good music in there. They don't need to do anything extra. Well, we talked last week that that um, in our Forgotten Carols episode that both our our wives participated in Forgotten Carols choir. But my wife was telling me that she actually sang here as well. So the the name was originally the Cathedral of Saint Mary Magdalene, but then they changed it because it, they wanted it to have that French flair. Because the bishop back in 1899, he studied in Europe and wanted it to be like a more European name. So then they changed it to Madeline, and, and there we have it. So my wife named Madeline, you know, it's, it's always been her cathedral. Hers. So I did drag her there for that one Christmas Eve, and she was not too thrilled to be out that late. And actually, this was back in would have been 2016 i think and if you recall our christmas eve back then there's a huge snowstorm yeah and it snowed like all christmas eve right into the morning yeah horrible snowstorm and the worst parts was in the middle of the night so we were there probably like 11 something at night mass starts promptly at midnight and goes for at least an hour or so so we were drive we weren't driving we were sledding home that night <laughs> Well, the good news is I'm sure the streets were pretty empty, right? Yeah. If you didn't have to fight traffic or if you did slide, odds of hitting a car were probably slim, right? Yeah, we were the only ones on the street. But yeah, I've never been to, to a, a Christmas mass. I might have to put that on my... I mean, it's pretty popular. So if you want to go, you need to get tickets in advance. Oh, because really? Because they don't cost anything, but you have to go in person. Just to... Mm-hmm. just for crowd control them. yeah so i had to go and wait in line for like in the early morning on whatever day it was that they released them to be able to get them because you can still go but you might be waiting quite a long time to be able to get in if they have room because they prioritize those who have tickets so so it's similar to what they do at the conference center right is that you have to have tickets but you can also stand in a standby line stand so by, to speak, yeah. and hopefully stand by. get in it's really magical. I would definitely recommend it. I'm I'm big on music and Christmas music, so them playing that organ and singing in there, it's had like those hallelujah moments for me. Did you know that the cathedral has reviews? I I did quickly glance to see a couple of these and had some that I thoroughly enjoyed that I'd like to share with you. I will say, hopefully they got a new receptionist because three years ago, a bunch of people were not happy to talk with her and they all got hung up on. This guy named Joshua gives them a one star. They seem to have very erratic and excessive bell ringing schedule and it is quite disruptive to daily life for those of us living around the church. We all have clocks on us, so timekeeping with bells isn't a thing anymore. Also, they will ring incessantly for no apparent reason for several minutes with no clear rhythm. I'm going to take a stab in the dark, but I'm pretty sure the church was there before he moved into the neighborhood. <laughs> so just stuff like that drives me a little bonkers. It's just like, why would you complain about the bells? That's, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
there's even a song about it, right? I heard the bells on Christmas Day or whatever. Or Carol of the Bells. Not even Christmas. I would love to live there and just randomly hear the bells from time to time. Or the ACDC song from whom the bells. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just stuff like that. I'm like, dude, then you move. <laughs> Get away. Yeah, the, the church has been there since 1909. I don't think the reason they do the bells is for everybody know, to know what time it is. I think they do it because they have the stinking bells and they can just ring them. So why not? Another quality review is from Ricardo, who says, The old man above killed my turtle, Lopez. Pity service I do not recommend, since it's connected with God and God killed his turtle. He's giving him a one-star review. Do you see Edgar's review? No. The church is trash. Take your money elsewhere and avoid quotations, customer service, <laughs> negative church workers, and bad people who break the law. What, what kind of customer service are we looking for here? Nothing I hate more than a church with poor customer service. Take your money elsewhere? <laughs> like what? I don't know. What are, you, what are you paying for at a church outside of, I guess, tithing? People love the Cathedral of Madeline, and I am along with them. But you know who they need to, what's the word, manage their reviews? The guy from Scone Cutter. <laughs> Everybody which, needs the guy from Scone Cutter to manage their reviews. Which I have a feeling I saw him on this weekend. My wife and I were going through our entertainment book. And the other day we went to the Philadelphian, which we need to review eventually, the Philadelphian. And it was right next to a scone cutter coupon. And I'm like, we should go to scone cutter tomorrow. So we went to scone cutter. And I'm pretty sure the owner guy who does the reviews was, was there. Um, pretty sure it was him. But the reason I bring this all up is guess what I got at scone cutter. I got a shake. Was it an eggnog shake? Eggnog shake. They oh, have eggnog yes. shakes. So it's funny. We're in line to get our food. And we're looking at the menu for the shake flavors. And I'm like, oh, those all look good. And so I finally decide which one I want. I'm not going up to order. It's on the counter. It says eggnog shakes. Just one more thought, maybe two more thoughts. Number one, why was the shovel a great invention? Why? Because it was a groundbreaking invention. Yeah. Oh, come on, Brandon. Outside of watching The Mandalorian, I did watch a great... Um, documentary on beavers last night it was the best damn show i've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> with that folks we wish you a merry christmas hopefully all your wildest dreams come true <laughs> and that santa claus <laughs> comes to your house and it's not your old boy scout leader or nate or nate <laughs> or me if you guys could give us a christmas present and tell a friend about our podcast. We would love to have more people listen to it. And if you have use Apple Podcasts, go in and give us a, a five-star rating and let us know what you think of the podcast as well. So, Feliz Navidad to everybody out there. Thanks for listening to This is a Place podcast. And we'll see you all next week. <laughs>